Hi everyone, it's Dr. Rob, and this is the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for taking charge of your health. I am the newest member of the Quick and Dirty Tips family, giving you tips on your health and answering your questions. I'm also bilingual. I speak doctor, and I speak normal human. In this podcast, I will use that skill to help you understand medical information so that you can be a better informed patient. And though I'll be answering your questions about all things medical, this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor, whom you should always consult about your medical condition. Ah, the holidays. Parties, shopping, time with family and friends. But for some of us, holidays don't mean that the business stops. If you're traveling during the holidays or you need some time off, you may need to stay connected to your work computer. You should plan on using GoToMyPC to access your home computer while visiting your in-laws. You can access any file or program. You don't need to haul your laptop with you or copy important files onto a flash drive. GoToMyPC gives peace of mind because you can access anything on your computer from anywhere. My listeners can try GoToMyPC free for 30 days. That's a one month of unlimited remote access for free. For this special offer, you must visit www.gotomypc.com slash podcast. That's gotomypc.com slash podcast for your free trial. I have good news regarding today's podcast. The subject comes from a genuine, living human being. In the last podcast, I had to rely on Ralph, an imaginary person, to supply my subject material. Well, I like imaginary people. Imaginary friends have their advantages over real humans but I've never taken care of an imaginary patient. They're all real. When I do see an imaginary patient, I'll be sure to let you know. This actual person is named Emily, and she asks me the following. Dr. Rob, can you tell me about bruises? What should I do when I get one? And why do they itch? I've always wondered that. The medical term for a bruise is hematoma. Bruises happen when part of the body encounters blunt trauma. Now, you can find really good examples of blunt trauma every week on the popular TV show America's Funniest Videos. On that show, people receive blunt trauma in amazing ways, and usually in very unfortunate places. Doctors call blunt trauma to the body a contusion. AFV is actually quite accurate, as scientists estimate that up to 25% of all contusions happen when people stand too close to a piñata. So what happens when the cameras stop rolling? The blunt trauma to the unfortunate body part causes small blood vessels under the skin to break, letting the blood seep into the surrounding tissues. Before I move on, I have to mention that bruises don't just happen to the skin. You can bruise a bone, your liver, or your brain. The mechanism is the same, blunt trauma leading to blood seeping into the tissues of one of these organs. But it can obviously be more serious. It also has a better chance of winning the $10,000 prize. So what happens after the blood seeps into the soft tissues? The blood cells break and spill their insides out into the surrounding tissues. The most significant substance from inside the red blood cells is called hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is the protein that makes blood red. In the bloodstream, it binds oxygen and carries it from the lungs to parts of your body that need it. Hemoglobin that is bound to oxygen is bright red and turns darker and bluish in color when it loses the oxygen. That's why the veins under your skin are blue. They're thinner-walled blood vessels that take the blood back to the lungs after the oxygen is off. 
When the red blood cells break open, they release substances that signal the body to bring in the white blood cells. The white blood cells are the paramedics of the body, but instead of using teeny tiny little stretchers, they actually eat the hemoglobin and other things let out by the broken red blood cells. Any paramedics listening to this podcast shouldn't get any ideas from this. The white blood cells then release substances that cause the swelling and redness known as inflammation. Inflammation is what makes bruises hurt so dang much. The redness and swelling are from the increased blood flow that occurred to speed up the healing. The pain serves to remind the injured person to steer clear of situations that could cause additional trauma. You may have noticed that bruises go through a series of colors before they go away. Maybe you haven't noticed this, but you'll have to trust me on this one. If you still don't believe me, find the nearest piñata, blindfold a kid, and stand real close. You'll soon have a hematoma of your very own, and you can see that I speak the truth. The color of bruise appears courtesy of the proteins being broken down inside the white blood cells. The first color is purple, which is caused by the hemoglobin being broken down and losing its oxygen. That happens immediately after the injury and persists until all of the hemoglobin is broken down. The purple part of a bruise is called ecchymosis. Now, I want to pause right now and take a moment to personally thank whoever made the word ecchymosis. It is definitely on my top ten list of medical words, and it's very handy at parties if you want to impress people. Not, not that I would ever do that. The first breakdown product of hemoglobin is called biliverdin, which appears within a few days of the contusion. Please don't confuse biliverdin with biliverdin, who was manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates in the 70s. To my knowledge, biliverdin never seeped into the soft tissues only to be eaten by white blood cells. Let's hope not. Biliverdin is green, a color that sometimes can be seen in bruises. The green biliverdin is then converted into the yellow molecule called bilirubin. This process takes anywhere from between a few days to several weeks, depending on the size of the bruise. Once bilirubin is made, it dissolves into the bloodstream and is carried off to the liver and kidneys for final processing and excretion. And this is when the bruise is finally healed. Some listeners may recognize bilirubin as the substance that causes many babies to turn yellow not long after they're born. This is called jaundice, and happens to babies when their bodies break down the special red blood cells they need before they're born. There are many other causes of jaundice, but I'll leave that for another podcast. But this brings me to the question that has kept Emily up at night for all these years. Why do bruises sometimes itch? Well, I couldn't find a definitive resource on this, but I have a pretty good guess. One website suggested that histamine, one of the substances released to cause inflammation, is the culprit. But that happens early in the process, not at the time when most of the itching occurs. I think that the itch is caused by bilirubin. It is well known to doctors that elevated bilirubin levels can make a person's skin itch, although it's not clear why it does. It seems reasonable to me to conclude that the bilirubin produced by the maturing bruise is the source of the itch. That's my best guess. If anyone can find a more definitive explanation, please send it my way. So, now that you know what causes bruises, here are my quick and dirty tips on how to deal with them. Tip number one, stay away from piñatas. That's self-explanatory. Tip number two, don't worry about small bruises. Bruises are just part of the body's process of fixing itself when things get messed up. They shouldn't be thought of as something bad, but rather just a part of healing. 
Putting ice on a bruise and taking an anti-inflammatory medication like ibuprofen can make the pain less, but it really isn't necessary unless the bruise is large. Tip number three, consult your doctor for large bruises. Large bruises generally come from bad injuries. Bad injuries don't always look bad from the outside, hiding the presence of more serious problems. Large bruises can also cause a person to become mildly jaundiced and even cause a fever. Your doctor can make sure that you don't have internal damage and can also help you minimize your pain. Tip number four, seek attention for bruises in certain places. Be careful with bruises on your neck. Neck bruises can compress your windpipe even if they don't look serious from the outside and it can make it difficult to breathe. Bruises on the nose and ears can cause another problem. These structures are comprised of cartilage which can be damaged significantly in the presence of a bruise. This can result in significant deformity of the nose and ears, something that could threaten your modeling career. But a hematoma on the head, or a goose egg, is actually usually not as bad as it looks. These bumps can appear suddenly and look quite impressive, but they really aren't usually that serious. Bruises on the skull have no way to go but out, and so they pop out quickly. The presence of a goose egg is not, in and of itself, a reason to go to the doctor. Instead, look for changes in mental status or loss of consciousness, which could indicate bleeding into the brain. Tip number five, seek medical attention for bruises that occur without injury or multiple unexplained bruises. Bruises on your back and bruises that appear without cause can be signs of serious problems. Treatment with medications like aspirin or other blood thinners could be the cause of this kind of bruising, but so can diseases that compromise the body's ability to clot. If you're worried about your bruises like this, go to your doctor to make sure there's nothing serious. It's far better to overreact than to stay at home with a serious problem. My final tip, if you get it on film, you can get it in cash. That's it for bruises. I hope I didn't bruise anybody's ego in the process, and I hope I answered Emily's questions. If you have questions you want answered, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. And don't forget to check out my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. (laughs) 